Good morning, citizens of the globe. This is Carl Kitlong, your host conveying diverse perspective of the reality. Just in from the four corners of the room, remember to keep your authentic identity. Many has been washed by a single-stranded perspective. Begin with taking you on a journey in the second largest continent of the world, known as Africa. Defining Africa isn't going to be as easy, but putting this into a perspective of a native-grown African woman named Adiola Fayehun. She stated that this continent has everything in it to be great because they've got the skills, intellectuals, natural resources more than any other continent. As mentioned, they supply 31% of the world's gold, manganese, and uranium, 57% of the world's diamond, and 13% of the world's oil. She compared that Africa is like a sleeping giant. They are trying to wake up this giant by exposing the hypocrisy and false promises made by the politicians and religious leaders. Giving this as an example, the Nigerian president vowed to end medical tourism by fixing the dilapidated hospitals and replacing them with new ones. But then what did he do? He spent three months receiving treatment in London last 2017. So Nigeria, the country, has no president for three months. Now why is that Nigeria is facing such uncertainty when they are known for being the land of opportunities, for their people is known for being happy, resilient, problem solvers, and hard workers. Why is that they have this kind of government system? And for her, how could a president do such thing? Now, in my perspective, in my own opinion, being a leader, being the head of state, you should be an example, a good example to your people because the people put you into that position. They are looking forward to you. They are looking forward for change. Now, according to VOA News Africa, 
Nigeria in general. The country is losing more than $1 billion annually to medical tourism, as tens of thousands of Nigerians travel abroad in search of the best treatment. Now having that said, 35,000 Nigerian doctors are presently working in the US, the UK, and Canada doing these amazing things because in Nigeria, as mentioned by Ms. Adiola Fayehun, they are not well paid, neither do they have the necessary equipment to do the job of being a doctor. And this is happening in African countries. And looking into the perspective of Ms. Adiola Fayehun, we can see that truly Africa is rich in resources. But the people behind them hinders Africa from being great. Africans have the capacity to go abroad. But there is a consequence. There is a neurological effect in which that they absorb the identity, culture of that place. And giving this as an example, she stated that that many countries have African athletes winning the gold medal for them. It is saddening because a lot of African talent, as mentioned by her, is flying straight out of Africa to other countries. Now that the very interesting part of this talk is that it's like they are waiting for God to fix Africa. And she believes that they are better than this. That they have the capacity to take the responsibility and stop putting everything on God. Yes, God has provided everything that they need. It's right there and they just have to use it wisely. But according to her, her favorite part doing this is featuring Africans in doing amazing works, touching the lives of ordinary people. Like, for example, the Kenyan woman, stated by her, Wangari Maatai, the first African woman to receive the Nobel Peace Prize for standing up for human rights and also for planting millions of trees. There are a lot of people doing wonderful stuff So basically, this talk talks about Adiola Fayehun emphasizing the way we portray Africa. That first of all, it is not a country. It is a continent. A continent that is culturally diverse. And as she tries to do her job in waking up this sleeping giant, she wants us to listen more, listen to our African friends, listen to the notion of what they think, read books that can help us learn and appreciate the 54 beautiful countries.
Now, at this point, knowing the backgrounds of Africa as a continent and Nigeria with their uncertainties, let us move forward to another topic which is about why Africa must become a center of knowledge again. This talk was conducted last 2017 by Olufemi Taiwo. He stated that if Africa is to become a continent that offers the best life for humans, then it must become a knowledge society immediately. Now, in relation to the situation in Nigeria, if we, if the people are knowledgeable, then there can be changes in life. According to Olufemi, seeking knowledge is seeking for right answers. This is also to avoid different perspectives that are untrue. For the biggest crisis in Africa today is the crisis of knowledge. And the concern here is that how can they produce knowledge? How can they manage and deploy knowledge effectively? For instance, as what he has said, Africa does not have a water crisis. It has a knowledge crisis regarding its water. So there is a difference. And for him, the solution is for Africa to, ha- to become a knowledge society. He defines that they should be having the characteristics of the modern age. He believes that Africa should become a place of knowledge again. And I believe, and I agree, that knowledge can truly expand our perspective. Being knowledgeable on certain things is like being educated in a way that you don't just see the one-sided story, but rather you see the perspectives of the many. You see different point of views, you acknowledge the different point of views. The beauty of this kind of attitude is that we try as much as possible to understand the meaning. We read between the lines and we do not just accept such statements from another but rather we try to question why. Why is it like that? Why is it like this? Being knowledgeable on things is is an advantage because I believe that when one is educated, habits change. And he concludes that Creating a knowledge society in Africa would be a one way to celebrate the enhanced diversity, enriching 
enough materials and artifacts that can furnish the strivings in the knowledge field. Now that we are knowledgeable and have heard the two perspectives from these African speakers, let us move forward in answering what is an authentic cultural voice. And this is in relation to Chimamandas Ngozi Adichie's talk on African stereotypes. So emphasizing what is an authentic cultural voice? Do I have one? How do I find or create one? Well, for me, an authentic cultural voice is an identity to be cherished. Simply because I believe that this is a mirror that reflects the person within us. We draw and create our own characters based on how we experience and perceive reality. Also, I think this symbolizes our true perspective of oneself. In addition, having a manner of being an open-minded individual allows us to see the true beauty of diversity. And our voice is not based and limited to one, but rather represented to the many. Try questioning yourself. Do I possess this kind of voice? Do I have one? Now, in my case, I know that I possess this unique voice. For I believe that I have learned as much, if not more, from the people than the textbooks I have been provided with. Also, the school is not what makes up the things that I've learned, but rather the people within its walls. My vision is guided by my experiences with others. With this, I was given the chance to grow and discover my identity as an independent individual who seeks the significance of the true self. To answer, how do you find or create one? Personally, Creating an authentic voice requires strength and acceptance. It is envisioning the world as something that is composed of the many and not limited to one strand. Stories go beyond and should not be hindered by one thinking. And according to Chimamanda Adichie, 
We create this voice by realizing that there is never a single story. And this is how we regain paradise. This is how we can free ourselves from being selfish. Honestly, it is sad to say that I do too perceive Africa as a place where poverty is inclined and present. However, after watching the video of Miss Adichie, I realized that I should be ashamed of myself because I did not allow myself to seek for more. I was so selfish unconsciously agreeing to the single story of Africa. But despite all of that, this talk helped me to be more open and understanding. With that, I am allowing myself to be corrected to further help my growth as a person. Also, being sensitive is important. It allows us to be selfless because these stereotypes made us judge a book by its cover without reading between the lines. We should always be aware of our actions and assumptions because this can change everything from the way we see things. We should allow ourselves to be more open and not limiting ourselves from one perspective. And I am emphasizing this because there is no such thing as a single story. Because each country has its own unique story and identity. And I believe that it should be perceived with open-mindedness and respect. I agree that we should truly refrain from judging a book by its cover because as what I have said we do have our own cultures having that said these unique cultures of ours can exist in literatures as far as I know this kind of platform is used to express our identities regardless of the place we come from. It saved Miss Adichie from having a single story because as she grew older, she realized that people like her could exist in literature. Stereotypes in African literature is real and it is present. Most people tend to see this as a place where all negativity is found. But we cannot blame them because they grew up with this kind of mindset in this kind of society where racial discrimination is evident. Knowing that majority 
of the single perspective of Africa came from Western literatures. And the job is, is to create an authentic story, a story that conveys and visualizes the true message of the place. But in order to fulfill this, it requires power to do so, the will to make a change. As mentioned by her, start your story with the failure of the African state. And by that, it generates an entirely different story. The problem of stereotypes is that it provides an incomplete meaning. And for me, it is important to know more about the information because I believe that there is something hidden waiting to be found. As we seek for that authentic identity in our stories, let us always consider what Binyayanga Wainaina has written in his essay. Conveying messages is an easy thing to do, but understanding the meaning consumes a lot of time and effort. Being real to yourself by just defining your place as true as possible. Insert cultures and traditions, for this makes the text even more intimidating. It allows the mind to work, to visualize what is being portrayed. Be attentive to details. These small details can provide a huge difference, giving a taste of the writer. Prior to the way the message was conveyed, it gives an emphasis to the role and the purpose of the sender. To add, one must be precise in delivering the messages to avoid misunderstandings. And based from my own experiences, the audience or the readers, they play a major role because through them, adjustments are being made from the topic to the role and the purpose of the writer. Applying these factors in a day-to-day -day basis helps transform people to be better in their respective society. Stories truly matter because it can be used for empowering the minds. But on the other hand, this can also build and or destroy the perspective of the individual. Honestly, I believe that providing right and just materials can truly break the stream of having a one-sided story. Also, having the mindset that literature does not only come from one place can fulfill the main goal 
and that is the restoration of our so-called paradise, a world that revolves diversely. Living in a world where diverse perspectives are cherished can be considered as mission accomplished. For nowadays, it is hard to seek for an ideal world, an ideal society. The only and simplest way we can contribute is for us to initiate change. And change starts from us. And with the help of proper quality education, it can further help us reach that world. Allowing ourselves to be educated is a commitment. We sacrifice ourselves, our time, just to gain knowledge. And this knowledge can be used to change or reform the perspectives of the globe. In order for that to come, we have to be that change. Be the person that uses his or her authentic voice as a way to inspire and elevate others. Be the positive light to the dark, narrow road. Now let us remember that nothing is impossible to someone that has the pure will in enlightening the minds of the many. Now that we are in the last phase of the episode, let me tell you some fun facts about this podcast. I named this as Cuatro Cantos simply because I intend to incorporate Filipino and Spanish culture for I am from the Philippines. I consider this because I want you to know that I do too practice having my own identity. This can also mean to having a four-cornered perspective, just like in a common room, having four corners. And in relation to these corners, we are tackling each side one at a time in order for us to truly understand the message. Now that having that said, I delivered this talk for you guys because I want to briefly explain and share my insights. This can be a one way of exercising our authentic cultural voice. And now that I am knowledgeable with regards to having a single story, I am freely using this platform to inform you from the happenings in our society, particularly in Africa. This is the simplest way I can reach out for change to happen. 
We are all in this together. Let us use our talents and skills in promoting and having a culturally diverse world where no one is left behind, where no one is being alienated. Let us not obviate ourselves from the reality, but to allow oneself, especially our minds, to see things differently. For us to see beauty, let us appreciate the literatures of the world. By the means of not centering ourselves in the norms of having one common identity. Before I end this episode, I would like to use this opportunity to thank God for everything, for enlightening me with wisdom and knowledge. Without these gifts, these blessings from above, I might be the same version of myself. To add, people who helped me see the hidden perspective gave me the strength to accept change in reality. Lastly, I would like to share you a quote that is very relevant in our talk. And this is from Nelson Mandela. Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Until then, thank you.